It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. My guests today are going to tell us how to put some loving in your oven with 100 easy one-dish recipes. They're the Casserole Queens, the authors of the Casserole Queens cookbook, Crystal Cook and Sandy Pollock, and they're joining me today on Amy's Table. And Crystal, I have to say to you first, you guys are absolutely rocking the aprons to the point that you have recipes for aprons in the book. That's right. We go, we go full-heartedly with the 1950s theme, and we love our vintage aprons. We have such an amazing collection, and um, we want to be able to share that with other people. And the one we actually have in the book is a very handy apron because it's made from a dish towel. And, you know, the vintage aprons sometimes are very delicate and have a lot of chiffon, and this one you can actually just, you know, wipe your hands on and get dirty and wash in the washing machine and not have to worry about it. So well, it's a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. It's just adorable. Very retro, very fun. But, you know, Sandy, that's the thing. People think about casseroles as being retro, but you ladies have given it a pretty modern spin. We really have tried to do that, for sure. I mean, it's something that we both grew up with is casseroles. Crystal's mom is, is an amazing cook, and my mom is an amazing cook. So we grew up around them, you know, and I think a lot of people did. And for some reason, they just have this really negative connotation about what that means. And so what we've tried to do is just infuse flavors for a more modern palate. You know, it, our, the America's palates have changed over the years, especially from the 50s. And, you know, so what we've tried to do is really incorporate a lot of things that cooks today might think are next level or, or you know, use more fresh products from local farmers and, and use that sort of thing and really speak to it in, in that term. So, yeah, we really do try to make it more a modern palette based off of a, a great kitschy 50s feeling of when families got around the table and, you know, all of us were together doing our thing. And so that, that's kind of what we, we've been trying to do with our cookbook. So, yeah, thank you. Well, you know, it's interesting because everybody craves that home cooking. And when you talk about casserole, it, it is evocative of all, maybe negative for some people, definitely positive for others is a comfort food. I think it's interesting that you guys I started as a home delivery business in Austin, Texas. So let me ask you, Crystal, was it home delivery of casseroles? Yes, that's exactly what we did is we built our entire business around delivering casseroles. And we worked very much like a personal chef and take orders one week to deliver the next. And we deliver our product frozen. And then ideally, it's made for these people, like Sandy said, that are really busy and are not able to always come home and have a home-cooked meal for their family. So we're really trying to get families back around the table again. And this makes it easy because they can just buy several at a time, pull it out of the freezer, and then have a meal any given night when things get crazy and, you know, have time to enjoy one another. Well, you know, cooks in general are, are known as being very nurturing people, and I think that you two clearly are as well because you give instructions in the book about how to do that for ourselves, how to get prepared, how to get things in the freezer so that we can be our own casserole queens at home. But so tell me, Sandy, you got involved with Bobby Flay. How do you hear about you and, and how was your casserole competition with him? Well, he heard about us. Actually, um, you know, we, we were contacted by what, you know, I like to put in air quotes as the Food Network about a year and a half before we actually made it onto the throwdown. And they were, you know, in, in TV land, they know about a year and a half before what, what they are, what the topics for their shows are going to be. Right. So they knew that they were going to do a, a chicken pot pie throwdown, and they contacted us. And, you know, over, over discussions and over them telling us, endless amounts of lies because you know throwdown is an a, a surprise show you know when he shows up we really didn't know right and so we kind of talked to them 
over the couple of you know a couple of years about doing this sort of comfort food series with them. And when it ended up being a throwdown, we couldn't have been more pleased. I went to the same culinary school as Bobby Flay, and so I have sort of a kindred spirit with him and a lot of respect for his his abilities. And so just the fact of being able to do that was an incredible gift. And whether we win or lost on the show, we have definitely won afterwards, you know, through being able to do this cookbook and going out on a cookbook tour and getting to meet so many great people. And so the whole experience with Throwdown just could not have been more amazing for our little company. Oh, it's really awesome. I think that's fun. So I'm excited because you're sharing a chicken pot pie recipe with me and my listeners. But what makes, first of all, a great chicken pot pie? And secondly, a great casserole. Are there are there elements that sort of cross, you know, whatever recipe you're using? What do you think, Sandy? Um, I definitely feel like the the sort of the staple, you have to have a very delicious, good, thick, creamy sauce. That's the base of it. And your chicken, if it's a chicken pot pie, just needs to be full of flavor, very, very palatable. It needs to be soft. It doesn't need to be overdried. So those are sort of the basics. And then everything else around that is something that you can, as a cook, sort of go into with more creativity. The way we have uh, altered our our uh, chicken pot pie is that we've added a puff pastry, which is not typical. Mm. It's usually a, a, a pie crust, which is delicious. But with, you know, our my background in French co- uh, cooking, I have a deep love of puff pastry. So that is our topping for ours. And then we also add a lovely white wine and tarragon, which you ne- normally wouldn't have found, but it really elevates those mm, levels and, and yeah. appeals to people that might think, you know, I want something a little bit left of center. I want something a little bit different, and ours really comes through with that. Oh, God, that sounds so good to me. I'm yeah. such a chicken pot pie fan. I can't even tell you. Well, Crystal, tell me, what is the most surprising casserole in the book, most unusual combination? I think there's a couple of them, but Sandy's going to know right away which one I'm going to say. She makes fun of me for it all the time. It's, we have this um, family casserole that I grew up eating, and it's called a pineapple casserole. And it's made with pineapples and cheddar cheese and Ritz crackers. And it's kind of that play on an apple pie when you put cheddar cheese on that. Oh, yeah. Sweet, savory kind of thing. And that is probably, I think, very unexpected for most people. I mean, you can serve this as a side at Thanksgiving, or it's also sweet enough that you could even eat it for dessert. I think it's absolutely delicious, and I was so happy that one of our um, cookbook um, fans posted on our Facebook page that they tried it the other day, and that it was a big hit, and it's going to be a staple at their Thanksgiving meal, and so I was very happy about that, because I wanted to rub it in with Sandy a little bit, because she thinks it sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's great. Well, you know, the, the cool thing is that really your casseroles may be entering into, you know, family heirlooms in, in, in terms of recipes for people, because once a family finds something that they love, they keep making it, you know, and it's, it's like not Thanksgiving with Without your crazy casserole. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, Sandy, what one could you we keep in the freezer to always be ready for a dinner party or unexpected guests that would not, you know, seem a little maybe more elegant? Um, as far as like the elegant ones, you know, we have a couple of that that we take up to the next level. I really, really like our chicken divan. It is a normally traditional casserole, but what we've done is we've made crepes to go along with it that are subtly flavored with uh, curry powder. Mm. So it takes the, the crepes up to a new level. You can also buy store-bought crepes and make all of your filling. Go ahead and pre-make them and put them into your casserole dish, and you can freeze it, freeze it at that point. And so when you're ready to go, pull it out, let it thaw out, 
and you can stick that right into an oven. You're going to have some really elegant flavors with chicken and curry and different spices uh, mixed into your um, curry flavored crepes that you mm, can either make, love that, make them, or you could, like I said, off the off the counter, and it's just topped with a lovely sort of crunchy topping with cheese, and it's just delectable, and it takes it up to the next level. It's almost like an enchilada with a French twist and um, with oh, really deep, beautiful flavors. That's nothing you would find in the 1950s, that's for sure. That's, that's, right. a, that's a very <laughs> modern spin. Well, you know, I think that the point of freezing, I preach that to so many people. It's like, don't forget, your freezer can be your biggest asset. A lot of people use their freezer as a place to put good food to go and die. I mean, they do. Yes. They throw it there and forget about it. And it's like, don't use it. Have food. You know, when you're cooking it once, why not make it in bulk? You've got, you know, a great dinner another night, leaves you more free time. Well, I'm just going to say in closing, I'm going home to make this one, the Lunch Lady Doris's Spicy oh. Mac and Cheese. You will not be disappointed. That is one of our best sellers, and it's on our menu in Austin, and it is delightful. It has a little bit of a kick with the cayenne pepper in the back, but you also get vegetables and sun-dried tomatoes Yum. in there, and it's just amazing. We'd love to know how you like it. Oh, I know. I'll love it. Well, you guys are adorable. Cute book, great recipes, really clearly classic. People love the casseroles, and I'm going to put all of your information on amystable.com. But remind me, Crystal, what's your website? It's www.casserolequeens.com, and queens is plural. Okay, great. Well, Crystal Cook and Sandy Pollock, thank you so much. The Casserole Queens, they really did show us how to put some loving in our oven. Thanks, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com.